would, if you would uh, turn to Ezekiel. Praise the Lord. Sorry, I, I need to get organized here. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord God, that you have blessed us with the word and that, Jesus, you are the word. We thank you that we can take hold of the truths of the word and that we can apply this as faith, that we can use uh, the things that we hear and take hold of the things that we hear. And believe the truth. And apply that faith. That Lord God we know that your word is true. That it is the foundation on which we stand. And so we thank you that God you are faithful. Always truthful. That there is nothing that we can even, uh, even think that would be per, uh, persuading or would be. God, you are truth. That's bottom line. Your truth and your word is the truth. So everything that we hear according to your word, Lord God, there's faith that is built on what we decide that, you know what, God, we're going to take hold. We're going to follow that. So we know that, Lord God, that in every area, whether it's finances, whether it's healing, whether it's salvation, that there is faith that can be built in every area and every arena of our spiritual walk. So, God, we just ask you that right now that you would help us to grow in these areas. And in this area specifically that you've put on my heart this morning. So, God, as I'm speaking, that you would use me as the pen of a ready writer. That I would be that, that my tongue, Lord God, would just articulate what you desire to, to speak this morning. So, Holy Spirit, have your way. We thank you that you are God here on earth right now with us, that you're very present with us and in us, Holy Spirit. We just thank you for everything that you're about to do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Ezekiel was a man of God, and <clears throat> he was kind of... He was in this place of, of God's people in probably one of the most critical times of the Israelites in all of history. This is a time where God was speaking to the Israelites. He's speaking to his people, the Jewish people. He's speaking to them through many prophets. Naming, I mean... God was trying to get their attention time and time and time again. And they kept on ignoring God. God was using men like Micah, like, like Amos. He was using what we say minor prophets, according to the word of God, minor prophets being them small books, them sm prophets that, you know, there were small uh, books that were written according to 
you know, what God had spoke through them. But God used them and was speaking to the, Jew, to the Jewish people, and they were ignoring them time and time and time again. So here's Ezekiel, and he's part of the people that gets uh, dispersed through the land because the Babylonians came in, and they were taken over because God's people were not listening to him. They were not obeying him, obeying his word, obeying his decree. God spoke. They heard, but they weren't listening. Are you with me? So Ezekiel is a man that's dispersed among, you know, the people across the land because the Babylonians were taken over. But God raised Ezekiel up. Because God is searching, and even today, is still searching for anyone that would hear his voice and would obey. Amen. Amen? So just like in the times that we see in the Old Testament, God is still alive. Amen. He's still looking for ones that would hear his voice and obey. Because God doesn't want to, you know, continually uh, badger one particular person until they finally get it. God is going to search. He's going to find because God has a time frame on which he desires to make things happen. Amen. Amen. So Lord, this is my desire, that you would help me to hear your voice and not to miss it. That, Lord God, that I would hear your voice and I would obey. So, Lord God, whatever it is, if there's anything that's in my life that would cause me to disobey, I ask you, God, that you would remove it in Jesus' name. Because I don't want to be the one that hears your voice and doesn't do anything with it. I don't want to be the one that hears or even reads your word and doesn't do anything with it. Lord God, I want to be one that hears your word, that sees your word, that reads your word, and does it just like in James. And James speaks to us about that, that we are not hearers, but we're doers of your word. So Lord God, change my heart, change my life. If there's anything that has to be removed, I ask you that you would remove it. So God, that I could be a pure vessel, a vessel that would hear you and that would do according to what you ask and according to what you command in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I hope that's your heart also. Because I believe this, is that these are times that we cannot play around. These are times that we can't, uh, you know, just be so caught up in the, in the worldly things and caught up in all the things that are pressuring us that we don't hear God's voice. Because to hear His voice is the most important thing that we can do. It's to hear the leading and the guiding of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. And if we're not hearing God leading us and guiding us, then there's something wrong. Amen? Hallelujah. How do we hear the voice of God? It takes getting into a quiet place if you're not used to hearing His voice. It takes getting into the quiet place and just coming before Him and saying, God, I don't know what this is all about. I'm not sure how to hear Your voice. I'm not sure to, how to actually hear You. But if You would, if You would just help me, if You would just speak to my heart, if You would just allow me to know Your voice on the inside... Maybe God will speak to you audibly. For me, I've never had that experience, but I've had that still small voice on the inside of my spirit, man, where I knew that it was God and there was nothing else but God that could speak these things to me. Because there's nobody on earth that knows the thoughts that run through my head except for God. 
There's nobody in this world that can speak to, to reassure my soul, to reassure my, my mind, my heart of the things that I have concerns for, except for God, because he knows every thought that I have. So I know when God speaks to me in a still small voice that he's speaking to the things that concern me and concern my heart and and my family and my life and the things that I desire. Amen. There's no one in the world that can know these thoughts except for him. So when I'm in my prayer closet and I'm before him and I'm asking him, God, help me. And there's something on the inside, like a stirring on the inside. And there's a, like someone talking to me on the inside in my spirit, man, that still small voice. And there's answers that are coming in that still small voice. Because there's concerns and there's questions and there's things. And there's a knowing on the inside of me. Because there's wisdom, there's strength, there's encouragement in all of these things that are coming on the inside. That's not my wisdom, not my strength. It's not the wisdom of man, but it's the voice of the Holy Ghost on the inside. I have no excuse but to, to, to hear those things that are being spoken on the inside and take hold of them. And take hold of them. Because when God is speaking, when God's trying to encourage us, when God is trying to, to give us answers and the very things that we need in the time of need, we need to take hold of those words. And now we need to do something about those things. But in the place, if you don't know God's voice, it takes getting into the place and being open to receive from Him. Because if we're not willing to hear God's voice, guess what? We're not going to hear His voice. Unless God speaks with authority and gets our attention, I'm pretty sure we're not going to hear his voice if our determination is to not hear him. Amen? Let's be determined to hear the voice of God because that is the only thing that is going to lead us in this world today and still have peace and still have trust and hope that there is life and life eternally in peace and glory and just as he is, and that's through his voice. Amen. So just as God has spoken to the men of the past, women of the past that we see in the word of God, he's still active today. He's still active and looking for those that will hear him because God doesn't want just, uh, uh, he just doesn't want a people that he can dictate and, and tell to do this. Tell to, God is wanting communion, fellowship with his creation. Amen. And he's wanting us to help each other. Amen. And God will speak to each other and will help to get us on the same page so that we're all in a place of giving him glory and honor. And ultimately, that's what Jesus' return will do. Bring all those that are believing in him and will rise up the church, the living, uh, the, uh, the living ones that are in God and bring them up for what? So we can fellowship with our heavenly father. So we can be, all be in unity, giving him glory and worshiping him. Amen. And in that place, there's peace and there's life and there's no concern, no pain. But in this life that we live, unfortunately, there's pain. Unfortunately, there's struggles and there's things that we face. But with God's help, we need to hear his voice so that we can get through the times of challenges that we face. Amen. God did not leave us by ourselves. He did not leave us alone. 
He's given us the Holy Ghost to help us through this mess. Amen? What's this mess? The mess is the fact that when man fell, the enemy, Satan, has some bit of uh, working that he can do here on earth. And he can bring some destruction, and he can bring pain in people's lives. But through it all, if we would trust the Word of God, trust our Lord Jesus, and we would allow our lives to be controlled by the Holy Ghost and, and filled with the Holy Ghost and allow the Heavenly Father to love us the way he does, we can get through the messes that we face. Amen? So here we are in Ezekiel, and Ezekiel is being raised up by God. And in this time, it's one of the most critical times of his people. God still did not forget his people and the promises that he has given to them. So here they are scattered, controlled by the Babylonians. But God is still wanting to give a voice to his people. Amen? As we're reading through Ezekiel, and you can read, and there's a lot of downs and there's some ups. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> but in the, this time, I want to read something because, we, and many of us know this, this passage that we're about to read. But this is something that is so important for us to take hold of. Is that God did, gave this to Ezekiel, a man in that time that he was speaking to, to bring life to his people. To give life, to give hope. God is always wanting to bring hope. Amen? Because he knows that the plan of the enemy is to bring destruction, to kill, steal, destroy. Amen? How much greater is God at work on our behalf? To bring hope, to bring peace, to bring joy, to bring life. Amen? He's faithful. He's good. Amen. So turn with me to Ezekiel chapter 37. If you can read, uh, you know, the, the book of Ezekiel up to this point. I don't want to get into too much before this. Ezekiel chapter 37, I have to use the laptop because it has great lighting and, you know, pages these days are getting hard to read. Amen. <clears throat> but this is coming from the New King James. There was some laughing out there. I think there's some people that understand what I'm talking about. Amen. I have contacts, but somehow things just don't appear the way they, they did before. Ezekiel chapter 37, New King James Version. <clears throat> Do I have an Amen. All right, there's some out there that know what I'm talking about. The dry bones live. <clears throat> the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. How be it that God would bring him out in this? Now, this is a vision that he's having, amen? A vision, vision's coming. It's something that God is showing him in picture form. Whether his eyes are open, his eyes are closed, it doesn't matter, 
Amen? But God is bringing picture form to him, in front of him so that he understands a very truth, a very purpose that God's trying to give him a point. He's trying to illustrate to him something that God is trying to get across to either him or to the people of God. Amen? And for this specific purpose, God has given Ezekiel a vision for the people of God. Amen? So here we are. And he's seen this vision, and now he's brought down into this valley. It was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there, was, uh, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. They were there for a long time, in other words. They were dry as dry can be. I imagine it's like a d- desert place where there is no moisture at all. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. Like, how do you answer that one? Can these dry bones live? Well, uh, my mind says no, but I don't want to answer wrong. So, Lord God, you know. Again, verse 4, he said to me, prophesy to these bones. Say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Okay, this vision he's having He's, God has given him instruction in a vision to prophesy. Now, what's he saying? I want you to speak something that is, uh, can't be fathomed with your mind, can't be figured out with your mind, but I want you to speak because I'm leading you, I am telling you, instructing you to speak to these dry bones. Now, you don't know, Ezekiel, how to answer me properly, but... Your answer, your reply says to me that I know. So here's what I'm instructing you to do. Speak to these dry bones. Prophesy to these dry bones. <gasps> Prophesy? That's like a, a nervous Nelly word, isn't it? No. This is a word of God. This is prophesy to these dry bones. And say to them, O oh, oh dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says Lord God to these bones. Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I will put sinews or in other words, uh, ligaments to these dry bones on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied, There was a noise and suddenly a rattling. The bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Verse 9, and he said to me, prophesy the breath, prophesy to the breath, prophesy Son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel, They indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Can I tell you something, Israel? It's because you disobeyed. 
And now you're in a place that you feel like you're lost. You feel like you're, you're struck and down because you've taken yourself out of protection by disobedience. Amen? <clears throat> Therefore, verse 12, prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves. I will take you out of that dark place, in other words. I will take you out of that despair, the place that you feel that you're in. That you feel like that you're lost. That you feel like there's, there's uh, no help with, uh, around you. And bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. When I have opened your graves, O oh my people, and brought you up out from your graves, I will put my spirit in you. That happens in the Old Testament. My God. Let it happen. Old, new, doesn't matter. Let your spirit dwell within me, Lord God. <clears throat> Dear Lord, <clears throat> I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Amen. I want to say this is that this is an example and this is what the Lord was piercing my heart with is that there's these times that we may walk. There's times that we may go through trials, difficulties, and there's times where we may not be walking in the place that God has called us or want us to do. Maybe we've not followed the instruction of God and we feel like we're in a dark place. We may feel like we're not in a place where it feels lonely desolate but we may be in those times and seasons where we're walking and it's we're struggling we feel like we're pushing to make things happen in the super in this in our spirit or, or in the realm of our walk with him it's a struggle i want to say this is that god is saying to prophesy Speak to the things, speak against the things that are keeping you from walking out the, the plans and the purposes that he has for you. Prophesy, speak life into your own being, speak life into your own situations, speak life because God's plan, his promise is that if we obey him, obey his word, then we have the fruit of the land, then we have the fruit that he desires to give to us, that we have plenty, that we have, we can walk through life and face challenges, but we could come through knowing that we're victorious if we're following him and obeying his word. But we need to begin to speak and prophesy into the situations in the arenas in our life where we need to prophesy, where it's, it's a struggle, where it seems like we're trying to strive and push through. Maybe sickness is one of them areas where we feel like we're constantly sick and we don't know how to fight against it. We're reading the word of God, but maybe it just doesn't seem like there's a, a working to it. We're pushing. It feels like we're struggling with this. Like, God, if, if healing is really for me, if healing, 
begin to speak and proclaim the word of God. Amen. It's taken that place of authority in who we are. And rather than having the enemy attack our thoughts and give us struggles in, in that situation, take the word of God, the promise, and begin to prophesy. Speak it into existence. Because what we're doing is now we're speaking against the enemy, his plans to kill, steal, and destroy. And we're speaking the plans of God, speaking life into our situation. And maybe it's not sickness. Maybe it's uh, struggles with family relationships or maybe financial areas in our life. Whatever we may have struggles with and the areas that we seem to be pushing through and it's so hard to dredge through. It feels like there's no end to to the struggle. Begin to prophesy to those areas. Begin to preach in those those situations. I say preach, that means take authority and preach to those things, those areas and arenas. Preach the word of God. Proclaim into those areas that you're struggling with. Maybe there's something that you have in your life that feels like it's a struggle and it's keeping you from being pure before the before God. A sin a sin pattern or something like begin to prophesy against those things that hold you down and hold you bondage. Maybe there's addictions to uh to drugs or maybe it's addictions or maybe it's somebody that you know. Again, Ezekiel was prophesying to all the people of God, not just for himself. Begin to prophesy on someone's behalf. Speak into existence on someone's behalf and put life words out on someone's behalf. Speak the word of God on somebody's behalf. Declare a thing and it shall be established. Declare the word of God on someone's behalf. We may not understand how things are going to change, when things are going to change, how it's going to happen. It's not our business. God will do things above, beyond what we can imagine, what we can think. Pass our imagination. He will cause things to happen. Why? Because this is a supernatural world that we live in that he created. And we're just, uh, uh, we're just able to see the natural things. And it's hard to tap into to understanding this is a supernatural thing, uh, world that has been created. A supernatural being that is created and a supernatural being on the inside of this house. Amen? So we can't understand the supernatural because it's things of the unseen. Amen? But God knows all things. He knows all things and how to accomplish the things that need to get done. Why? Because he's the author of life. He's the creator of everything. He can accomplish anything. But if we would believe his word and begin to speak and declare against the things of the enemy, against situations in people's lives, what we're doing is we're putting the word in action and, and allowing life to flow out of our, our words. Amen. How many know that words in our words, that there's death and life? I had to quote it almost every single day in my house because I had a lot of hatred that I spoke in my house. And my parents formed the habit inside of me that Proverbs eighteen twenty one. What is it? There's death and life in the power of our tongue. Oh, by the way, we eat the fruit of it. That it goes on and says, amen. So if we would continue to speak life, 
on for our own benefit, but for others. Begin to speak life because life is creative power. Amen? There's creative power in life. When we're speaking words, words are powerful. So the more that we speak life, it takes maybe uh, continuing to speak life and life and life. And God knows how, how, how we need to speak against situations. Because maybe there's been so much death and death and death spoken, maybe by others. Amen? But there's a point of contact. There's a point initiated when God just moves on our behalf or on others' behalf. And it's not a balance of which one's going. It takes faith, and that's what moves God. And when we step in faith, then God moves. Amen? But maybe there's somebody else that, that we're praying for or proclaiming for that it, there's something stirring that they need to step into, and maybe that's connecting with God and his word. And now realizing, oh, everything that's been taught, and maybe hearing, you know, uh, my sister Lisa speaking this thing to me all, all, the, you know, all the time, you know, maybe I should just trust what she's saying. Maybe I should just throw it out there and allow God, maybe trust in him in this arena of my life. But when, when they step in faith, all of a sudden, God moves. Amen? Now, is it faith alone in his word? No, God can sovereignly move. But what God desires is that we all get to a place that we're not relying on ourselves, relying on our own strength, but that we would step into a place that only he can move. And only he can do mighty exploits and mighty things on our behalf. Amen? So that's the heart of God. That's the word of God for us now. Begin to prophesy. Begin to prophesy for our own situations. Begin to prophesy for others' situations. Amen? Where do you start? Do you randomly select some? Pick the ones you love. Start there. Pick your loved ones. Pick those that are here, your brothers and sisters, that maybe we don't know everybody's circumstances, situations, but how about we begin to prophesy life into each household? The blessings of God and the things that, that his promises. How about we start there? Amen. But if you know there's something, if something has been confidently shared with you, begin to prophesy and speak, not to the, every, every person, in your, in your prayer closet, in your quiet place. Begin to prophesy and speak things into existence for each other. Amen? Amen? That's the life of God at work in a believer. It's believing his word and proclaiming it. Amen? The life of God also becomes active and, and easily seen when we're proclaiming the gospel to the lost. Amen? We see a small example in Ezekiel that God's speaking to him to prophesy in a vision, we understand that this is a vision that God gave him. Can God actually do what he is showing him? Absolutely. In real life, in, in, in real time. Real, God can do these things if he desires. But this is a vision, a picture that he's shown him. An example of how his people are. They're dry. They're barren. They're desolate of him. They're like dried up bones in a desert place because of disobedience, not listening to his voice. And he's saying to Ezekiel, 
prophesy, speak, speak these things. Dry bones, you shall live. Flesh come on those bones. Breath come into those, into those beings. God's commanding him to prophesy on behalf of a nation. Now we could either believe his word or we can disregard it. But I believe that God has chosen us, all men, Begin to prophesy, speak, proclaim the word of God, however you want to put it, to speak life. Speak life, and I believe that we all have a part in this nation to speak life into this nation. Amen? Speak life into this nation. But God is speaking to us individually. Begin to speak life. Prophesy to your circumstances and situations. And don't let nothing at all sway you from believing the word of God concerning those situations. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want to ask if there is anyone in here that has uh, sickness that they're fighting against right now. If, if there's anybody, if you would just raise your hands, okay? I believe this, that we're going to lay hands on you, and we're going to, we know that when we lay hands that God is doing something, and there's something active in your bodies, amen? But before we go there, I want to offer this up, if we could just close our eyes for a moment. We have hope. We have hope in the word of God as believers in Jesus Christ. We have hope that he will help us every single day that we wake up and that we give our breath every moment when we wake up. That we face a new day with new trials. That we face days with new challenges. But we have hope that God is with us. That God is working with us. That he's helping us through every single day. Because of our faith, our trust in Jesus Christ. And if there is anyone in here that does not have hope, that same hope, that does not have the trust in Jesus Christ, that has said specifically, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior, giving their lives over to him. If there's anyone in here that has never asked Jesus to be their Lord and Savior, their hope of their life. If you would, if you would just slip up your hand. If you'd raise your hand. I want to ask if, if you have asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. But you know that you haven't been walking the way that you should. You've been sinning, plain and simple. You've been living a, a lifestyle of sin. And it may be something uh, simple to your own mind. Maybe it is something you didn't obey God's voice on. Maybe it is that there is the sins that we see like in Galatians 4 and the sins that of the flesh and in Ephesians. Maybe you've walked away from God. Right now is the moment that you can, just like uh, Ezekiel was prophesying about, that you can come into the hands of the arms of our Heavenly Father again. Without sin, that you would allow your life to be renewed again. In other words, you're repenting of your sins. 
knowing that there's sins in your life. I ask you that you would just raise your hand. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Okay, you can put your hands down. I just want to ask this, is that everyone would just repeat this prayer after me. Father God, I believe your word. I believe Jesus is the son of, of your son. I believe that he died for me. Jesus, I believe that you did die for me. I believe, Jesus, that you were raised at the right hand of the Father. That you conquered death. That you're alive. That you've been the greatest name in heaven and earth. Jesus, I trust you. I believe in you. You are Lord of my life. My Savior. If there's anything in my life that has been displeasing to you, that's been sin in my life, I ask you, Lord, to forgive me. That, Lord, you would wash me of those sins. Cleanse me by your blood. In Jesus, your mighty name. I thank you, Lord, for this new start, a fresh start, that from this point forward, that I have new life. And, Lord God, I desire to please you with my words, with my actions, that everything that's within me will please you and glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. For those that are, are have sickness that you're battling, if you please come up. Amen. Uh, Rai, you could put something on. Yes.